the future of retail Asia with June and Imran, powered by AI Amazing. Welcome back to the future of retail Asia. My name is Imran. And I'm June. So today we have a slightly more special episode, right? So we have some buzz amongst our viewers about the Malaysia market, especially hearing about like the daily news. So we hear you. Today, we are chatting with our country head of Malaysia, Darren Chin. So a little bit more about Darren. He started off in marketing and sales in 2006, founded his own SEO and social media marketing firm in 2010 and 2011, where he manages in clients like Indosat, Telcom Cell, and then found his way into the retail industry, his store hub, uh, Malaysia as the business development and partnerships uh, division. And today he's with us with AI Amazing for the last two years, working with uh, the mall management and retailers in Malaysia. So welcome again, Darren. Right. Thanks for having me, Imran and June. Hey, thanks. First question, right? I think... From the time doing online marketing and sales, right, I think to the time to store hub serving the F&B outlets and the retailer with their POS system. So what did you see at your time with a store hub that makes you uh, want to be part of this retail industry? Right, thanks, John. So if you look at the data from Malaysia Statistics Department, almost 99% of businesses um, in Malaysia are SME, right, cut across all sizes sectors and the retail industry and F&B, right, are actually contributing to more than 45% of the economy in Malaysia. So in other words, mm. uh, it's the main source of income for the micro SME and the SME business owners, which means it's the heart of the Malaysia. So in good old days, mm. uh, the point of sales system technology was actually built for large corporations and it's very, very expensive. And for the longest time now, SME is using the same technology to scale their business and to automate processes. So when, when I was in a post uh, point of sales system scene, I noticed that not only solving day-to-day operation is important, but data is the key to scale. And in order to scale, uh, businesses needed to make more informed decisions. So not all POS systems are intuitive. Right. So business owners would need to change the whole entire system and operational routine just to have that new system, let alone the replacement of uh, costing. So during, yeah, so during uh, UOB FinLab uh, event, um, that's the first time I saw June presenting AI Amazing's uh, technology. And uh, when I saw that it's so seamless where there's no need to change the whole entire system, there's no need to have capex involved, no need integration. So I figure out that's the only thing that SME retailers really need to harness full data from their business to scale. So coming from the past experience on SME market and now working very closely with the shopping mall, I strongly believe that the malls are actually at the right position to empower SME businesses to not only survive, but to thrive in these trying times. And being a part of this adventure is very exciting. Right. Okay. That, that's very cool. Like that's a part of history that even is new for me today. This this story is very nice to hear. <laughs> um. And and I think that's I think that's another common 
thing, right? Like for us on the call or even the, the listeners in, I think one thing that we do know is that the people uh, today are, are, are very excited and very feeling very strongly about the retail scene, especially in Malaysia today. So I think that's even more yes, yes. Uh, why it's, it's, it's difficult to, to kind of like really talk about the situation today, right? Um, you know, COVID has hit Malaysia really hard. Uh, uh, the numbers don't seem to be improving. In fact, it might be looking the other way. But I, I mean, we are here in Singapore now. Uh, for you in Malaysia and, and your clients and your team and your friends there, I think you have a better understanding. What was the uh, effect on the retail industry? Uh, how, how are the malls doing and how are the retailers doing now in Malaysia? Right. Thanks, Imran. So yes, I think it definitely affects the entire shopping mall scene globally. Right. Let's let's talk about Malaysia uh, malls in this context. Right. So the retail plays a very yep. important role to attract food traffic into the mall, so to speak. So and if you look at um Free Malaysia Today FMT, uh headline says that no dine in, lack of riders, a double blow for restaurants in the MCO. So MCO means right. Malaysia uh movement control order. 3.0. So in this right. current uh, right. pandemic, F&B revenue has dropped 70 to 90%. Right. Inside the news, mm. you can actually read that one of the restaurant named uh, The Fire Grill, located in Taman Tun, uh, the owner said that, uh, mm. quote, every time dine-ins are banned, we lose approximately 80 to 90% of our revenue. So we have been surviving on 10 to 20%. In fact, we depend more on self-pickups and deliveries. So this speaks a lot uh, what's happening in the Malaysian scene, right? And after talking to so many retailers from our end, most of the restaurant's owners, not just Fire Grill, shared the common uh, concern right now. So on top of this issue, um, I think a lot of food operators are reluctant to open because revenue is not able to cover expenses. And once you have that kind of sentiment, right. it is... It has to create, it has created a chain reaction. Right? Means a lot of food operators are not willing to mm. open because they felt that it doesn't make sense from an economy standpoint. And more landlords have choose either to reduce rental or to continue with full rental regardless if the business is open or not. Mm. And that's has been happening since uh, on and off lockdown in Malaysia since uh, last year, 2020. And uh, just the other day, the uh, Malaysia Mail headline, uh, if you guys already read it, uh, quote, yep. survey shows 90% sales drop in Malaysian shopping mall. Association predicts more tenants to permanently leave by December. So it's very, very sad to actually see this. I think when tenants and malls are, are affected, you can see the causality in these events, right? It's like, a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah, it's like do or die already. Yeah, yeah, actually quite sad to to hear that that the Malaysia market now is in this situation. So I believe you are in talking to a lot of uh, Malaysia uh, player, uh, especially in the mall industry, right? So what are some of the effort that more have been done to address this situation? And then do you think that the more should be voiced in the retail industry and help the retailer tie over this period? Yes, I think some of the malls which uh, we spoke to, uh, which I don't want to mention names here, um, has tried their best uh, to have their own dedicated e-commerce food deliveries, especially, uh, to actually help the tenants. Some malls are also changing their tenant mix strategy, getting more service-related or education-ish 
uh, entertainment businesses to join them to prepare uh, to bring in the footfall once the country has relaxed on the lockdown. So um, in-house loyalty programs has been implemented uh, so that shoppers can actually use the reward points to spend inside the mall premises. Um, but will we see immediate result? Uh, I wish I could have a solid yes, but it really takes time. I think communication is the key right now between tenants and landlords uh, to have everyone meeting in the middle. Mm. And and you were mentioning earlier about some of the malls uh, implementing their own e-commerce sites or food delivery sites, right? And I think this is also in contrast to the existing uh, e-commerce and food delivery platforms out there in the market, the big ones, I think, we, which we all know. Uh, so what, what are you thinking around the omni-channel strategies that the retailers should be embracing today? Uh, is it essential to recovery? Is it just part of the new normal? How, how is the thinking over in Malaysia now? Right, uh, it's a good question. So in, in my opinion, I think omni-channel is a very overused word, especially during this pandemic. Uh, but don't get me wrong, I'm a pro e-commerce. I think the e-commerce right now can be a temporary solution. Right? Why, why do I say that? It's because people want contactless experience, right? Uh, in terms of like hygiene perspective. And wanting to be super convenient during the pandemic. Uh, purchasing in a physical environment is not just about buying things. Uh, if you uh, guys agree, right? It's about experience yep. when you walk in a shop. Uh, being greeted by a human. I think which we haven't experienced uh, for quite some time, especially in Malaysia. And the interaction one has with the store assistants before actually completing the, the period transaction, right? Uh, it's about customers being engaged at a very personal level. And I believe that having both is like a two-edged sword and it definitely helps us uh, help, but it should not be a replacement actually. Yeah, I think understanding the situation in Malaysia, right? And also knowing the capabilities of the solution that we provide to the market. So how do you think the mall management can use the data to help the tenants? Right, uh... Very, very, very good uh, question. I think turning data into information is very, very important right now. Uh, for example, one of the solutions that we provide uh, is helping malls to automate or to get tenants uh, GTO, gross turnover uh, data in real time. So if malls don't already have one, uh, so by understanding the tenants' performance in real time, the malls can help. Um, I think if there's a few options uh, here. Um, num number one, with packages like low fixed rental with X percentage on the revenue from the tenants, right? Uh, it can be um, deciding on how much subsidy or to rebate on the rental, right? Or it can, how the, can the mall use data to forecast a potential reflect tenants? So meaning to say uh, whether the tenants can, uh, uh, are they in, 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 in a dire need in terms of revenue, right? There's a, Focus on that. And I think lastly, using SKU data uh, to do cross-promotion like how Marketplace does for consumer, right? To have better deals. And I think these are the few aspects which covered the consumers. Number one, tenants and also the mall landlord part and like win-win relationship. I think it's not impossible to achieve. Right. So uh, just to jump on, let's say the cross promotion idea that you, you just mentioned, for example, like I sit down and I have a latte and then uh, from the receipt or something, 
um, based on the data or what I'm transacting, I get a certain recommendation for, let's say, a pair of shoes or a dress or something as my next offer with a certain, let's say, discount code or QR code or something like that. That's what you mean by cross-promotion. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, and, and we this is what we are seeing in Marketplace, but I think the mall is able to achieve that. Right, right. And I, and I think that's very interesting, right? Because I think you were talking about data to look at things like rental, uh, rental invoicing, rental contracts, or even rental subsidies. And I think that's very important as a foundation, uh, even important, let's say, in addressing the situation right now, right? Like even more important. But let's say we're looking to the future, right? I think we do know that uh, retail will make a resurgence again one day. Uh, how do we use data and plant a win-win-win with all parties then? Yeah, I think, I think using data to achieve what marketplace is able to do. For example, what we mentioned earlier, um, cross promotion. If a group, if a category of shoppers or consumer, right, likes a certain stuff, how do you actually run a cross promotion to actually increase the basket size or increase the revenue from the, the tenants itself? I think the more actually are in a very right position to use data, especially the skill level data to actually achieve that kind of uh, strategy. Yeah, so if all these are achieved, I think the win-win situation between these three parties, tenants, consumer, and malls, are able to achieve. Right, right. So you have the consumers getting what they want. Uh, you have the mall managers saving time, saving money, saving effort. They don't need to go out and calculate. It's, it's automatically calculated for them. It's accurate. It's real time. And then they can start really acting as a marketplace to really connect tenants together, brands together, cross promotions, up promotions, and, and consumer promotions. Exactly. Uh, very, very cool. Yep, yep. Yep. So I think we... Uh just now mentioned about like the cases in Malaysia every day. Now I think it's still five figures, right? So what do you foresee for the mall management team can do for this year or maybe for the next year? Hmm. I think having a honest conversation with each other is very important between tenants and landlords. Um, a discussion can be like what help do I need in order for me to achieve this? This is coming from a tenant perspective, right? Or um, if we help you with this, can you do this? Right? I think to have that kind of conversation is very important. And what are the commitments for both if they should reach an agreement and why? Yeah, so I think this kind of honest conversation between both parties is very important. And because I see there's a huge gap between tenants and landlords, uh, but I believe uh, both can come out to an agreement. I, I, yeah, I think one thing very interesting we, we just thought uh, before this, right, is actually like uh, when we talking about like um, definitely very sadly to hear about like the cases is increasing every every days. But I think this also accelerated the entire industry going digital, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think two years ago, you can't imagine it's a hawker center. They were accepting food delivery or a pickup. Auntie and uncle were using a terminal to receive the food orders, yes. right? So I think on the good hand is actually, yes, this thing actually accelerated the entire thing because people want to survive. Yep. So they need to accept something. They need to moving forward and then they can, they can survive, right? And then from there, one day, we believe, right, the market will be opened up again and then people will still go back to the shopping mall. So I think this time period 
uh, will be a very good time for a retailer for FMB and even for a shopping mall to prepare when the market open up again then the shopper will go back to the shopping mall yeah right? yeah yeah it's like the best time actually to do it yeah, yeah. agreed um i think the 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 final question that we do yeah, we do. We do have the final question, which is: uh, Do you think retail or physical retail is king? Do you think that it will still remain king? Mm, I think physical only retail might not be relevant in time to come. Only physical, uh, retail, but I think retail is going to stay for long. Um, some studies indicate that e-commerce uh, retail retailer who opens a physical store will see online traffic from local residents increased by around 50% within weeks of opening. And also you have like studies also telling us that brands which have implemented, uh, they call BOPIS or BOPS, uh, it's called buy online, pick up or pay in-store strategy, will have an incremental sales to the origin, original reservation. And down the road, and I, they will actually see high traffic online, but lower sales. Uh, but higher sales in-store. So it's very, very interesting. Example, uh, Crumper Malaysia did a very brilliant job uh, some time ago by giving more discounts in-store uh, than in marketplace. This really pushing the online customers back to the oh, their own physical stores. And I think more can actually act like an e-marketplace and all happening inside the shopping mall premise with data. So uh, to answer your question, I think retail can always be king that's that's uh really really cool uh i think the 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 takeaway here is that it's not about online or offline is the idea that omni-channel is really here to stay and we need to think about what are the things to put into place now to win 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 long term with data and, and working together um, so I think that is the time that we have for today. Uh, thanks again, Darren, for taking the time and sharing, especially with uh, what's going on in the market today in Malaysia. I think it's, it's a very, uh, very, very important time for players in Malaysia to come together and make very important decisions on, on the future. So thanks again. If there's anyone that's any questions, especially from the Malaysia side or anyone going into the Malaysia market, please uh, feel free to share your comments or questions for Darren in the comment section in LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure Darren will be happy to answer every single one. And until then, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks again, Darren. Right. Thanks, June. Thanks, Israel. Hey, thanks. How will retail change post-pandemic? Download the Future of Retail white paper from our website, aimazing.com.